Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com/fine. Visit IXL.com/fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com/fine. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean. Every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jolenta. I still can't believe we finished season one of By the Book already. Well, you know we're not entirely finished. We still have our bonus episodes to do. Hot damn. You're right. And our very first episode, by popular demand, is a By the Book season one wrap-up. Let's do this thing. That's right. This is the first by the book bonus episode, our between seasons treat for your ears. And this particular episode, our season one wrap up, is inspired by all the folks out there who left voicemails like this one from Dawn. The question I have is I want to know how these books have affected your guys' lives long term. Are you still living by any of these books? Or just bits and pieces? What pieces out of each book? Do you still do every day? Now, I think the easiest way to address this is to go book by book and talk about what stuck, any new revelations, and what, in retrospect, was pure torture. Oh, so much of it was. Now, in addition to the eight books we talked about in season one, let's also discuss the book we lived by in the pilot episode, The Secret. So, want to start, Jolenta? Let's do this. Yes. The Secret. Did it make an impact? Has anything stuck? What haunts us? Um... I don't think anything stuck for me. <laughs> the second we finished, really? I got rid of my vision board because I was so embarrassed of it. I think the secret, although I do nothing that we did when we follow the secret anymore, I think it did help change my frame of mind a little bit. It helped me see how embarrassed I am of the things I want, hence like hiding the vision board. 
And it made me sort of reevaluate a little bit like, oh, like it's okay to want the things I want. I don't need to be ashamed. Like I'm allowed to appreciate what's good in my life and I'm allowed to like want good things and not be ashamed. Absolutely. And unlike you, the thing that stuck for me is the vision board. Are you serious? It's still on display in my living room. That like piece of cardboard with a penny tape to it? And Dolly Parton. I know. And all those other great things. You still yeah. have it up? I Yeah. Dean put it up in the living room and it was fun to make. Remember how fun it was? It, it was it fun, was to, fun to have like a prescribed like collage project. Yes. I love that. Who, who doesn't love crafting? And then my revelation, which mm-hmm. I guess having Dean lose his job during that episode, right? I, it just reinforced what I already knew about him, that he kind of is the living embodiment of what The Secret wants you to be. Mm-hmm. He really is just so positive and so uh, full of hope for what's next. So that was great to see. Nice. And then as far as what was torture with this book, I'm going to say... You may disagree with me Uh-oh. on this one, Jolenta. Watching that horrible secret movie. Oh, that was like my favorite part. <laughs> but the best part, well, we did drink margaritas during that. That may have been why it was my favorite part. Yeah, the margaritas were really good. But that movie is so bad. It's incredible. Like, <laughs> it is a journey in itself. What kind of a house do you want to live in? Do you want to be a millionaire? What kind of a business do you want to have? Do you want more success? What do you really want? All right, let's move on to the next book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. What stuck? What new revelations do you have? What was torture? Kristen, you go first. Okay, so with the exception of my underpants, most of my clothes in my drawers and closets are still stored KonMari style, and our kitchen counters are still about 70% clear, so that's stuck. Nice. My new revelation was that while following this book, and we already covered this in the episode, I realized that the real issue was that Dean and I needed to meld our stuff together to make me feel Mm -hmm. like it was my home too because I moved into his place right right and so since following the book we bought a new chair (gasps) congrats and we have a plan of when we're moving my Nana's bedroom furniture into (gasps) our bedroom so that's great and then as far as torture the whole fucking thing (laughs) oh my god do you remember our upset text messages we were sending back and forth to each other it was hours like hours hours like you and I were just like I'm gonna die now I'm gonna die Going up and down, you and I both live in walk-up buildings, mm-hmm. hundreds of trips up and down the stairs with boxes, with books, with bags. And some of those days when we were tidying, it was like 15 hours straight. You and I would oh, totally. like be writing each other at 3 in the morning still tidying. Yep. It was horrible. So what about you? Uh, what stuck? A ton of stuff stuck, which really? I was shocked by. What about your sponge? The sponge, it <laughs> migrates. I keep it in a drawer when I'm home. When we have someone over at the house, like, taking care of the dog, I put it out because I feel like it's not an intuitive thing that, oh, the soap's in this drawer where we keep our hand towels. Yeah, like, like when no. Cameron was dog sitting, he yes. never would have been able to find No, I put sponge. it out on purpose for Cameron. <laughs> But surprisingly, my husband, Brad, has been super into keeping things the way that, that we made them, which I, because he was the one that was so reluctant in the first place. But I think he really loves having an organized, sort of streamlined house with, you know, not super minimalist, but like minimalist light. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So basically, all the organization has stuck in my house, which I didn't expect. Uh, new revelation is, I think. It was a relief to know I enjoyed tidying and mm. I'm not a hoarder. <laughs> I think <laughs> I've always been more, I'm very sentimental and I love like keeping ticket stubs or this and that. And I was worried. I also, my grandma was like a hardcore real hoarder. So I'm like, what if I'm just like a hoarder in the making? 
But I got so much joy from clearing stuff out, and I've been able to maintain, you know, a minimalistic-ish lifestyle. Nice. Nice. Torture, again, the cleaning. It was basically 48 hours of, like, straight tidying, organization, carting stuff to donation centers, garbage dumps, like, whatever. It was a ton of work. It was so hard. It was like physically so exhausting. Hard. My and legs were sore afterwards. And the sleep deprivation. Yeah. Well, it was so tough. All right. So shall we move on to French women don't get fat? Let's do it. All right. So I'm going to say stuck. What has stuck with me? Well, mm. for a few weeks after, I was still stuck on fixating on my weight. It was That's a really bad, unhealthy place to be. I was still secretly weighing no. myself. Are you serious? I Even was. afterwards, I didn't know that. It was really I thought bad. you said Dean got rid of the scale. No, no, no. He, he didn't get he rid of it. He hit it and you knew where it was? It's not, it was bad. So bad things stuck with me. My new revelation, which this isn't even a new revelation. Mm-hmm. I just don't think there's such a thing as a good diet no. book. Yeah. I think they're all stupid. And then as far as what was most torturous... I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, come on. You know how much I was crying. You know how much you were I, I was a, a hot fucking mess. crazy person. Like, I've never times... gotten more text messages from you <laughs> than during that being like, I want to eat a chip. What do I do? I'm going to kill myself. Like, yeah. it was scary. And then I've when never I said I like can't that. do the show anymore, there was yeah. a point where no, I was like, I, I think I can't do this anymore. And we were only like, we were like season. two episodes <laughs> in. <laughs> so what about you, Jolenta? Uh, what stuck? Basically, the only thing that stuck is I go to the farmer's market more, which I love. It reminded me like, oh, right. There's a really good farmer's market about a mile away from me on Saturdays. I can walk there with the dog, get a seasonal fruit, get a pie someone made, get some fresh eggs. You know, I do go to the farmer's market more. That is the only thing that stuck. I love that. I love that. That's great. New revelation. I think mine's the same as yours. I've always sort of been into diet books and very intrigued by them. But the more I read them and live by them, I just think they're all... Crash diets, no matter what, even the one like French women where it's supposed to be healthy, it starts with a crash diet. It recommends if you feel out of control, going back to that leak weekend, you know, over and over again. Every few weeks, just go back and starve yourself. Like, it's just not good. You need to come up with your own relationship with food. And, like, it's probably not going to happen from a book. And, like, you might get fat during it. And, like, who cares? Yeah. Uh, up next, Kristen, everyone's favorite, <laughs> the memory book. Oh, yes, I picked this one. What yes. stuck from the memory book? For me, nothing. Like, truly nothing. What? You don't know Brad's phone number anymore? I, st- I do not. I couldn't tell you oh, his number. Oh, Jolenta. I'm I don't so know his phone you. number. I don't really? remember that list that Shut I was like, I'll up. never forget this. Literally, nothing fucking stuck. I forgot we read this book until <laughs> planning this episode. Oh, my God. Okay. New revelation. (laughs) I don't give a shit about memory because I have a cell phone. (laughs) Torture this whole book because I don't give a shit about memory because I have a cell phone and I live in the future. Kristen, how about you? Oh, my God. All right. So what stuck? I still know Dean's phone number. which Good for you. I didn't know for years. But now I have it memorized, and I think until the day I die, I will have his phone number memorized now. So glad it worked for you. And I continue to use mnemonic systems to try and remember names. So I feel like I'm slightly better at just forcing myself now to remember names Mm -hmm. than before the book. My revelation, 
we're never going to do another book like this again because it was our least popular. Yeah. A lot of listeners wrote in. They were like, boring. There, it's a fine line. Fest. There's a fine line between like build a skill and self-help and we learned build a skill is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though several listeners over the last several months have asked us to try a language book or, or some like other speed skill. reading. Yeah. And but it's like, you guys, you don't like you don't, it. You, you don't, don't want to hear this. You don't actually want to hear we it. We promise. No. And we you don't want to do it. No, no. And I will say also, as far as the torture <laughs> you and I, Jolenta, both just felt like this book felt like an old man scolding us from a, from a lectern saying, okay. no, you memorize. Memorize is love. the only way to learn. We yeah. love an old man scolding us. It's just us. when old white dudes scold us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How about past lives, future healing? Let's talk about that. Uh, What stuck? You know what I think about a lot? Now that we've done that is the thing Sylvia Brown said about how on the other side, everyone is 30. Yes. And 30 is supposedly well, the best age then, right? what's crazy is like I was just visiting my in-laws and um, I love her to death. Uh, my husband's grandma is getting very old. Her memory is slipping. Like I think dementia is starting. It's, it's very sad. But often when she slips... She's always talking about, oh, I need some change for the subway. I like I'm going to go out to dinner. I'm going to go dancing. And she thinks she is in her 30s in Chicago living it up. Mm. And so I'm like, oh, my God, does she know is like the spirit world preparing her? But (laughs) I'm just like I think about that all the time. And I'm like, maybe Sylvia was right. And like, maybe we are all 30 on the other side. I love that. That's what stuck with you out of this whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) Good, logical things to yes, stick with Yes, that's you. what stuck with me. And I guess that's also my new revelation. It's just I've really been thinking about it. Like, within the past week of just, like, if there is an other side, I hope we are all 30 there. And, like, now I'm, I kind of, like, want to believe in it. But wouldn't that possibly be torturous? No. Well, no. What was torture was the meditation. Like, reading the book was fun. All of her weird examples were fun, but the meditation made me feel like a fucking crazy person. Like, talking back to myself because, like, you have to record it, and then I recorded it, and, like, it's just, it was dumb. (laughs) How about you? All right, so what stuck with me is the sense that all this past live stuff is actually fun. I went into this just thinking, this is so stupid, it's idiotic, it's for naive, like, brainwashed idiots, but the one thing I wasn't thinking about is it's actually fun, though, mm-hmm. too. It's mm-hmm. super fun. And I still have a warm spot in my heart for this book. It's fun to talk about with other people at parties. And I'm always amazed with how many people kind of believe so many people. Yeah. that there were past lives. And it's just a really fun thing to talk about. So the fun has stuck with me, the sense of fun. My new revelation yeah. um, is that even the dumbest seeming self-help book can get us better acquainted with ourselves and maybe get us thinking about who we are, our origins, our past, and so on. And anybody who listened to that episode knows that that's what happened for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then as far as torture, I think everybody knows I just freaking hated trying to not regress, but just try to still my mind during the basic meditation, the one mm-hmm. where it's like, close just your breathe. eyes, breathe. I hated that. I spent hours and hours and hours trying just calm my breathing and empty my brain. I could not do it. It felt like torture. You should start coming to yoga with me. I feel like you might, like, 
need that ability someday. I might, but for <laughs> yoga, I just, you know what I like with yoga? I mm. like it when it hurts and they yell at you. I don't no, want the kind where it's you, just. You like... need some, some gentle, like, <laughs> med- guided meditation, <laughs> not like power yoga. No, I want someone to yell at me. But, oh, God. Okay. You know what? Hmm. I think it's time to take a little break. Yes. Because we're about halfway through the list yes, now. Yes, yes, And we have more to talk about. So let's take a little bit of a break, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit about America's Cheapest Family. Sounds good. Do you ever find yourself wading through your newsfeed on Facebook or Twitter, wishing you could just call someone up and ask, what do I really need to pay attention to here? Well, what if you could? I'm Mary Harris, the host of What Next, Slate's new daily news podcast. And every weekday morning, I'm going to be on call for you, taking you inside one story, going deep behind the headlines. What Next is news you're not going to get just scrolling through your phone. To listen, subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And we're back. Yes. With our season one wrap up. Up next, America's Cheapest Family gets you right on the money. Oh, yeah. What stuck? I currently still track my spending. Oh, Just Jolenta. To, yes. Only in Yay. two categories. I yes. track what I buy for like the household on Amazon because I feel like Amazon to me feels like it's free where it's just like, oh, I need toilet paper. It shows up tomorrow. Yay. I never pulled out my wallet. So I now track just like I just write it down. I just keep track of what I have spent in Amazon and I keep track of what I have spent on clothes. Good. Which isn't that much. But, you know, when I do buy an item of clothes, like it puts a little dent in our wallet. Like, Good. Well, that's what the economies want you to do. That has stuck. I'm just a little more aware. I have all of our bank logins now saved in my computer. So I, I can, if I want to, look at that. Nice. New revelation. I mean, I guess you heard my revelation in the episode was just like, oh, fuck, like, I don't look at our money at all. And I'm a grown woman. Like, I guess that's an old revelation. But it it has stuck with me in a way that I am shocked by. Uh, torture. I mean, I don't think it's a fun game the way the economies do when they're like, it's fun to try and stay under this budget and blah, blah, blah. Where it's like, I constantly feel inadequate because, like, when I make a budget like theirs, like, I always go over it. I buy, like, three coffees a week instead of two coffees. And, like, to me, that, like, game of can we stay under is torture. Mm. I'll track it. I'll stay more aware of it. But, like, I don't want to, like, punish myself. Yeah. How about you? So what stuck with me, we are still stuck with 10 boxes of whole grain spaghetti in our cupboard because I bought like this giant quantity of things that I mostly tried to buy food that we would eat Mm -hmm. but I did get sucked into a couple of things that I'm a couple of the deals that you're like a couple of those deals it's like I mean we're gonna have to eventually just donate those to a food shelf because we are never gonna eat that freaking whole grain spaghetti does anybody even like whole Um, grain spaghetti I love whole grain pasta oh really I'm gonna bring it to your house the texture is so weird and good I love it (laughs) I also like brown rice pasta which is even weirder oh no I love brown rice pasta I bought this like I don't know. I love like the whole wheat, like fake good for you, just weirder textured normal pasta. I love that. I'll take some of it. Okay, I'll totally give that to you. Cameron, do you want some? Sure. Okay, great. You guys are getting (laughs) some spaghetti. So the garbage people get the whole wheat pasta. (laughs) Good, good. That's our new revelation. (laughs) So, as far as revelations for me, 
the number one revelation is I need to volunteer more. So one thing they talked about in the book was part of learning how to be thrifty is also learning how to give and to be at peace with the fact that you're doing pretty well and help others out. And, you know, I already do volunteer about a dozen times a year or so, Mm -hmm. mostly by mentoring kids or teaching classes or doing things like that. But I just... I need to get back more into the kind of volunteering where I'm actually in contact with people in need. Right, And the book really reminded me of that. So I appreciate the book reminding me of that because, I mean, I volunteered all through my teens and 20s every week and loved it. a better person. No, I am. I was like, I learned I'm garbage. No. You're like, I learned to give more. No, but it's... Giving is also selfish. It makes us feel happier. Right, that's true. It's not just like, I'm so altruistic. I'm an angel. It's that... Volunteering makes me happier. No, I volunteered at a humane society for years and years and years, and it was not like being with puppies is happy. Like, it was it's for like, all who for me. Love it? Yeah. yeah, it makes you feel good. It makes me feel good. So that was my big revelation. And as far as the torture, already discussed it in the episode. I'll just say it again. I am a precious bougie lady, and I need my fresh vegetables. Mm-hmm. And she living... wants that fresh kale. Yeah. Although I, I did learn also. About you can freezing freeze kale. kale. And we've done that since it then. It really it's holds amazing. up. Yeah. It's a yeah. very sturdy green. Yeah, it is. It is. So <laughs> you don't want to put it in salad after you freeze it. But no, no, no. But you can cook it. it. Yeah. You can yeah. put it in a smoothie. Yeah. All right. Now let's get to <laughs> a book that we both love. Uh-oh. Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. Boo. All right. What's stuck? What new revelations what do you have? What torture? Stuck. Tell me. Okay. The one thing that's stuck for me is... Uh, when I ask something of my husband, I now no longer say, can you? Because we had a heart to heart after the book was over. And I was like, does saying can versus like would actually fucking matter? And Brad was like, honestly, to me, it does. Oh. And I feel every time you say, can you? I hear like judgment and like a threat of like, I think you can't. Wow. So saying would makes it just feel like, oh, my partner would like me to like do a thing that is part of being a partnership. Not, are you even capable? Not like, you have hey, no capabilities. loser, can you take <laughs> out the trash? I don't think you can, which is apparently what he hears. Just like doctor, quote doctor, John Gray says. Yeah, so yeah. that is what has stuck. New revelation, ultimately, I mean, I guess men are garbage is an old revelation <laughs> of mine. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, new revelation, like after reading this book, I am so much more aware of how fucking fragile men's self-images and how much they need it to be pumped up and like i'm not saying you should do it cameron's like nodding like yeah cameron's like yes of course like we're all fucked up man babies like why are you shocked by this he says he's not happy about it but it's the truth no and it's like that's what came out with brad and like i look back at all of these interactions i have with men with bosses and it's like oh my god like i walk around threatening masculinity like there is no tomorrow i'm not gonna change it about myself i think it's good for all of the men that come in contact with me to like feel belittled and like have to struggle with their self-image because i do every day so like why can't they but I guess I just forgot how and like just how much they act out when they feel like it's threatened. Like it's shocking. What was torture? Reading this entire book and being yelled at by a fake fucking doctor. (laughs) Done. Kristen. Nice. All right. So what stuck is there's only one good thing I can think of that stuck from this book. And that is that Dean has never since reading this book Mm -hmm. criticized me in the kitchen. again. I think that love letter made a huge impact on him. And like. 
Really? I do. It was so passive aggressive. It was so passive aggressive, but like his reaction to it of being like, why would you do this? Why would you make a big deal about it? And then he had to like go and cool off for a minute. And then he came back and he was like, oh my God, like I shouldn't criticize. Like I think it had an impact. And I don't think he liked the process, but that doesn't mean it wasn't good for him. Well, Kitchen's been very blissful ever since good. then. Yeah. yeah. It's been great. It's been really great. Um, new revelation. I learned that a lot of the interpretations I have about gender in the world Mm -hmm. are based on being in our generation, me and you and Cameron and all the other people in our generation who are not baby boomers or Mm -hmm. who are not so close to that era. And remember when Emily Rems from Bust Magazine was on the minisode afterward, Mm -hmm. she was saying, I forgot if it was Agnes Nen or who it was she was quoting. It was somebody famous Mm -hmm. she was quoting, a feminist from the way back saying, a man and a woman are essentially things that we construct for them and so on. And that for anybody who was a baby boomer, they were constructed to be these same roles mm-hmm. that John Gray says are inherent right, or exactly. natural or real. And, of course, you know, you and I and Cameron, none of us feel like that's our real that. roles. No. no, we don't buy that. Our like, there's no such thing as, like, oh, I'm just a man. Like, I can't help it. Like, that is the hands-down worst excuse known to man or womankind. Yeah. But so many of our listeners who are boomers said – that's because you're not in our generation. Right. And we were weren't raised with those social constructs. And yes. like, thank yes. God. Thank God. <laughs> no yes. offense to boomers. Like, I watched my mom as she's turning 60 realize like, oh, I fucking hate these roles that we were like pigeonholed into. And she's having, you know, the same revelations I had like in high school. And it's like, shit. Like, look what we did this whole generation. Just fuck them up. You know I that mean, poem? Yeah. They fuck you up, your mom and dad. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. All that stuff. True. All right. As far as torture. Yeah, reading the book was just Just torture. don't read it. Just don't read it. It's a really horrible fucking book. It's just terrible. Don't read the book. Yay. Right. Let's move on to... Oh, good. <laughs> Class with the Countess is next. Yes. yes. Class with the Countess. What has stuck? Uh, I feel guiltier now when I go to friends' houses if I don't have something in my hands. If I don't have a gift of some sort. Like... Mm. Which I think is good. Like, I forget about it sometimes. Like, this past weekend, I went to visit a friend who had a baby. I hadn't seen her or the baby for the first time. I was like, shit, I haven't, like, put together a baby gift. But I stopped on my way, and I got a bottle of rosé. Oh, and, like, perfect gift. Yeah. That so, is so That has good. stuck, and it's made me more aware of just, like, you know, give a little bit when people invite you over. Like, it makes everyone feel good, and it makes the visit more enjoyable. New revelation. I guess my new revelation is I had no idea how seriously I take the housewives. <laughs> I didn't know they were such a big part of my life and like my psyche until you started insulting them. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What about was that. torture? The torture in this was just not being able to force you to see things how I see them. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm an only child, but like sometimes I get so hung up on wanting everyone to see things the way I do that I, like, lose sight of, like, what's important. And I just want to beat you over the head with my views. (laughs) That's so funny because, for me, my torture is similar. Mm -hmm. It was the tension between me and you because while your concern is I need you to see my point of view, my concern is why can't we just get along? Why can't we just get along? What's going on here? Let's go out to lunch. Let's talk. What's this really about? Why are you so mad at me? And it took you... Until almost the end <laughs> yeah. for you to realize why you were mad at me right. for two weeks. And I was just like, she just doesn't love Luann the way I want her yeah. to. And but I'm like, it was okay. two weeks of like, what is going on with our oh, friendship? I'm sorry. And, and then it was fine. Yeah, I know. But like, <laughs> It was just a tense two weeks. Because yeah. everything else that we've done on this show has been 
maybe hard on ourselves, it's hard on our marriage. It's more of a like partners in crime vibe, though. We're exactly. like, we're always texting, being like, can you believe this? Where this one was just like, Kristen, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> It was hard. That was torture. But I should also mention the things that stuck in the new revelations because I think one of them will make you happy. So what stuck was after reading this book, we've mm-hmm. only had two house guests since mm-hmm. reading this book. Mm-hmm. But for both those house guests, you know, I made damn sure there was no period blood Hey-o. on the sheets. No If that's the only period. thing that stuck, like, I'm <laughs> fine with that. <laughs> and then my new revelation I love reading Luann gossip. I read about the Kardashians <gasps> all the time on my Luanne Daily now? Mail online, oh. but now I also read Luann gossip. I don't care about the other ladies. No, no, no. But, but Luann well, Lou is, is full so of it fun. right now, too. Oh my all the stuff about Jacques and oh like, my God. oh my gosh. That Jacques is trouble, though. I don't trust Jacques. I love Jacques. You trust him, though? Come on. To me, I don't know. He's just always been a stand up guy in my mind. Wow. I, just, I don't know why I love him so much. To me, he can do no wrong, and I'm sure that's like a very faulty view. I just think the other shoe is always about to drop with the guys that Luann hooks up with because Luann, I think, secretly kind of likes trouble. Secretly? Likes him- <laughs> like you've seen Tom, right? Tom? No. Tom was a dumpster fire. Did I you see the season going- finale where they're at a party, his no, ex shows no. up, and he's like, let me take my mic off. Like, now that you're here. Like, he is garbage. He has trouble written on his fucking bald head. But I don't watch the show. Right. I read the gossip. Right. I I'm can't just, watch I'm, the show. I'm glad I've gotten you gossip. into the gossip, at I, least. And only Luann. I don't care about Bethany That's fine. or That's any of those fine. other people. I just, I read the gossip about Luann now. Because I loved her, and I actually really enjoyed her rags to riches story. I loved her, so I'll keep reading about her. All right, let's move on to our final book that we lived by in season Yay. one. How to write an ebook in less than seven to fourteen days that, that will make, make you money, money forever. forever. All right, what, what stuck? stuck? <laughs> what stuck? Do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah, you go first. So here's what stuck: that sense of accomplishment. Mm. I really never thought I would write a book and have it out there, and people still come up to me and they're like, "You wrote a book." <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> and insane. And it is like the worst book ever written, but except for the book it. that we followed to write the book, like which is probably worse. Stop it. It's but... such a good book. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do feel accomplished, and now I really believe if I set my mind to it, I can write a book. Yeah. I could do it again. Now, my new revelation is that I didn't talk about this in the podcast, but I'll mm-hmm. talk about it now. Comedy is more fun to write than straight drama and romance for me. Interesting. Yeah. So the first version of my book was actually twice as long as the version that's for sale now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. over 80 pages. It was incredibly sincere. It was backed up by hours of research on Amish history and customs. I knew all the colors of the dresses, the bonnets, what happens at a Sunday sing versus what happens in a buggy ride. and all. I, I had so much of that sincere stuff in there. And then when I threw it out and did the second version and I made it more tongue-in-cheek, it was so much more fun. So I think I just enjoy writing comedy more than I do the straight drama stuff. Now, torture, Mm -hmm. the actual writing part, and then the rewriting part. And writing is time-consuming. It's really hard. It's hard to stay motivated. It's hard to just continue to type away. And since I wrote my novel twice, that meant I was staying up late usually all through the entire night and then going to work the next day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. What stuck for me? Uh, I'm going to copy you and say that sense of accomplishment. Yeah, we did it. 
I walk around the world now with like a new sense of confidence, just knowing that like one time I decided to write a book and then I finished it. You <laughs> like, did. And it was a good book. It was I so finished funny. it. It was good. New revelation. Uh, I can write stuff. And people don't mind if you write just how you talk. I think they even like it better. Which, it yeah, just which I guess real. I always like in reading. I like reading like books written by celebrities that have like horrible grammar because that's how <laughs> it was dictated to their ghostwriter and they're fine with that. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I can write that way too. And it can be like somewhat fun and entertaining. Torture for me was the research. The actual writing was really fun, and that's when I got to be creative. But for me, the research, especially because I was like, these, you know, my retellings of the Greek myths have to be like somewhat accurate. And yeah, mm-hmm. I remember things, but I remember them wrong, or like how I want to remember them sometimes. Yeah. So just the like tons and tons of research, like you could research forever if you wanted. It's to. It's the ultimate form of procrastination it is, too, because you so feel easy. like you're doing really good things, but you're not actually getting down oh, to work. Yeah. So no, it's I like hear you. I could have sat in that for months. If it weren't for our time constraint. Yeah, likewise. I mean, I looked up the most common Amish surnames in Ohio Amish country versus uh, in Lancaster County. I was mm-hmm. looking up just like insane things about the distance between intercourse versus blue ball. I was looking up all yeah, I sorts. Spent, like, I, was, yeah. I had maps. I, I had all sorts of stuff. I spent like four hours just looking at different drawings and like carvings of Medusa for no reason. No, like, there was a know, reason because you made your own I made my book, But still, was... it's like I did not have to dive that deep, but <laughs> I did. Well, we did it. And mm-hmm. so wrapping up all this, mm-hmm. what was the best book and what was the very worst book okay. that we did. For me, even though it was probably the most arduous and like actually time consuming, I think tidying up. Mm. So I why think, was that the best book? I think that is the one that to this day has changed my life day to day the most for the better. It didn't mm. leave me with any like new haunting rules of like, I can only wear this kind of shoe or like women don't do that. It was just like, oh, I like this new organizational process. I like having a few less clothes. I like when I buy a new shirt. I think about my old shirts and, like, if they all still bring me joy. It's just it, – it, it was life-changing. <laughs> <laughs> just like the title of the book I says. know. I know. And watching how it changed Brad's life, too, and how into it he has gotten, like, is surprising and very enjoyable. Mm. My favorite book was America's Cheapest Family Gets You Right on the Money. Did you like it just because it told you you were right about everything? I love thriftiness. I know you I do. love thriftiness. And they treat it a, the same way I do. Like, saving mm-hmm. is more fun than spending. Right. And I love that reality TV wholesome quality to it. I know. Yeah, you, you do know love that weird those... veneer of, like... I love it. That's why I love Amish romance. That's why, That's why, you why love I love Christmas the Duggars, movies. Christmas yeah. movies. I it's just very on brand for all you. all that yes. kind of stuff. And I just enjoyed that book so much. I'm not going to use all the methods they came up with. It was a very fun read. Yeah, it was so fun. Um, the worst book, though. Let's talk about mm-hmm. what is the worst book that we followed. Oof. That is tough. I feel like, for me, it's a tie. Uh, it's between Men Are From Mars and The Memory Book. And I think I'm going to pick The Memory Book. Why? It was just the worst. I hated it. <laughs> I didn't. I don't like being talked at by these men. I don't like them saying that's the key to learning. I don't like learning phone numbers. Apparently, I just, it was stupid. I felt like I was doing mind games purely for work, and like it sucked. It it was the book that felt the most like work to me, and just like I retained nothing. 
Like, at least Men Are From Mars gave me, like, a fiery rage, where this one was just sort of, like, a general malaise, which I think is worse. Mm, yeah. Okay. I have to say, for me, it was French women. Don't get oh, that. Oh, yeah. That yeah, makes sense. I mean, I think everybody knows why. I spent pretty much two weeks crying and weighing right. myself 800 times. No, that's and horrible. weeks afterwards, still weighing myself Yeah, I can't. Time. I didn't know about that, how long it stuck afterwards. You, It was still Christine, lingering. I yeah, know, That makes me feel, like, so bad. No, don't feel bad. We picked all these books together, mostly. Well, some of them, like, memory book got picked myself. But, you know, mm-hmm. this is part of the process, right? Right. If we're going to be following all bestsellers, which is what we did during season one, mm-hmm. we need to know what the bestsellers are, what sticks, what doesn't, what makes sense, what doesn't. That was our you're goal, right? right? right. I know, but I just I had no idea that it would be that personally triggering. It was tough. But Nobody do that book. Please don't do that book. Just folks. just diet books aren't real. Yeah. Diet books are for quick fixes. You'll get skinny for a second, then you'll get fat and hate yourself. I've done a thousand of them. <laughs> just promise me. Yeah. Promise me you'll never do that world. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying promise me over and over That's again. Because we don't want anyone to hate themselves. Yeah. The yeah. world is a better place when people don't Even hate themselves. The di- like, I've Seriously. had a diet book that worked, and I, like, didn't gain the ba- weight back for about, like, two years. But it's still, like, in the end, I felt like a failure. You yeah. know? It's just never worth it. Yeah. Let's not hate ourselves. Let's love ourselves. Let's do that. Yay! Loving ourselves. Yay! <laughs> That's it for this bonus episode of Buy the Book. Thanks for listening, you guys. And remember, we are still taking questions. If you have questions about the show questions for our producer Cameron questions for our husbands Brad and Dean we're going to be addressing all of those in upcoming bonus episodes so send them our way yeah you can leave a message for us at 505-510-BOOK you can write to us at buythebook at panoply.fm you can tweet us as always at Jolenta G at Kristen Meinzer or at buythebookpod thanks as always to our producer Cameron Drews and to our managing producer Mia Lovell and thanks as always to you our beautiful listeners we love you so much love yourselves love yourselves until next time I'm Kristen Meinzer and I'm Jolanta Greenberg bye 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 Hot damn, you're right. And our. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I couldn't. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. You're right. Oh my God. Can we just take this over? Okay, let's start from the top, okay? Hey, Kristen. Yeah. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket, one guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.